0: As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 27th day of April, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Pavel. Bell, it is good to see you. I was not expecting you today, but I'm glad you called. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you wanted to sit down and you wanted to, uh, to talk a little bit. I have absolutely nothing on my desk this afternoon. I was busy working on another project, but you called and I'm not going to I'm not going to just pass uh, an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with you. So first of all, how are you? And then we'll get into whatever you want to talk okay, well- about. How you been?
1: All right. Good to see you, too. I am doing excellent. I'm glad to be here. This was kind of out of nowhere. And I'm so glad I made that phone call. And, you know, you you, you took, you know, you took me seriously. You gave me this opportunity. I'm glad we're doing this on the spot.
0: Indeed and it's it's a very um, uh it's a very early morning where you are due to the time difference of where I am so I appreciate you taking the time this morning I know you're probably busy.
1: Absolutely and um y- you know I I've been thinking a lot about where kind of all of this is headed in general kind of like you know what's going on with the world technology wise you know socially and kind of it seems to me that we're all coming to this um you know there's a there's a silly word singularity you know which is kind of when it all comes together. I'd like to talk about geometric progression of technology and how that, you know, kind of connects to what's going on in society right now, especially, you know, in America, Western society.
0: That That's a fascinating um, topic. We 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 talk about uh, the darker side of, of technology and, and where everything's going with, well, with what's coming really, the introduction of like digital IDs and social credit systems and what they're using in China right now. And then, of course, we've got the dawn of of digital currencies that they're going to be using here in the West or they're going to attempt to, uh, as an aspect of control. I mean, it's this whole thing that, or th- well, this whole, whole thing, really, I guess this, this road that we're headed down and I'm assuming this is what you're talking about. is just like this, this dystopic yeah. totalitarian nightmare system Yes. that's, that's coming.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing. Nobody kind of, Objectively talks about and views kind of like what is the big picture? it doesn't matter who's doing this. the point is where is it headed and it, it seems to me you know w- with the start of um you know federal reserve in America in in early 20th century, now you know the, to me that was a step one to deassociate value of actual money to make it more of a virtual um loose definition of what pay really is. So I believe you know when when that started the inflation really began the the value of the the dollar which influences the rest of the world really started going down and as they say since 1913 the value of the dollar dropped like 96%. That's you know 100 years is basically a lifetime. So basically if you look at it the value of your money dropped 96% over your lifetime. I mean it's it sounds weird and and it's not exactly that's how it applies but the point being is the money is becoming the associative to value of your work and as you mentioned the digital pay the digital currency when i heard something like you know if you work for company a and that company produces soft beverages and you get paid through that with digital currency, now that company can dictate what soft beverages you will buy. And let's say your money doesn't work to buy Coke because they're working for Pepsi. And that is what terrifies me when the value of effort is no longer really associated with solid pay.
0: I concur with you on every point that you just made. And the thing that, that that is fascinating to me about this is the way that they're that they're going to do this. And they, they've talked about this as when I say they, I'm talking about like the banking establishments and things. And this is one of the points that was brought up in the uh, the world government summit. Just I think it was like three weeks ago, and they were sitting on stage and they were talking about this. And they were they were basically saying that in order to in not so many words, in order to gain clarity on each transaction, all transactions must be digital. Now, to gain clarity, I think that's buzz. That's a buzzword for what we know as control. They just want aspect control over everything that you do. They want to be able to issue these digital tokens to you in the form of these currencies to be able to manipulate what you buy just as you said. So There's no value to one specific thing. It's whatever they tell you. And that value can be manipulated and twisted based on whatever political agenda is at hand for the time we've seen how much the political agenda has shifted and twisted over the last two years. We've gone from uh, a COVID crisis to a war in, with something you're familiar with, a war in Eastern Europe involving Russia and Ukraine. And the same agenda is following. And how can you disassociate this type of technology and this type of of movement with these types of agendas? Because we know that this is going to be tied together, just as you're talking about. So you can't buy a certain Mm -hmm. product, you can't go a certain, place you can't do business with um with another person or or something if you don't toe the line you're stuck in the entire uh the entire sphere you you can't get away from it
1: well and and that also i'm sorry for interrupting you that's also on its own is a trick what they're forcing partly is a bartering system um for the you know lower class of the population because if i'm trying to you know purchase or gain something that i don't want anybody to know about I'm now I'm forced to produce something that has value, and most of the time, when you're getting something that's quote unquote illegal, you've got to trade them. You know, if there's no money, you're going to have to trade it with a service or something illegal. So now the criminal system is going to be just you know pumped you know, turbo. They're basically adding a turbo, you know, boost to the criminal system. Um, you know, the term iron curtain I heard a lot during the uh, you know the Cold War, right? And everybody knows what that is. Well. I feel like that term now applies for one of the aspects that the society being forced to go through, which is now there's an iron curtain that's being built between this new, what I call, you know, the breakaway civilization, this new ruling class, I would say. And that iron curtain is what will separate their transactions, their information, their digital print, their personal life from the rest of the population. You know, they associate money with the actual work, so they can trace the, the word "clarity." He said clarity means exactly we can see everything that you do. Um, it, all of that coincides. So basically, that iron curtain is also deals a lot with the technology because the tech that is available to the public and the tech that the government is, uses is exactly what's going to keep us separate. And if we don't breach that gap of Basically what they have versus what the population, you know, us, you know, the population can get through. That's scary to me.
0: It's a digital iron curtain is what it is. It, it's like what we associate yeah. it to with uh, with China. They call it the digital firewall, the, the great digital firewall. And it's the same thing. They stomp yeah. down on their population uh, to to force compliance. Everything in China is based around social credit. And now, of course, they've introduced uh, the digital yuan, uh, which is their currency. And you've also got um, in Russia. And I don't I don't know if you're familiar with this. You know, they launched a digital ruble in Russia. Are, are you aware of that?
1: I I barely heard I I barely heard of it so if you want to tell me catch me up and I'm glad well, yeah I, I don't heard it.
0: I don't I don't know all of it uh, is in I, I it's just launched the Russian Central Bank and and they're doing the same thing here the European Central Bank they're doing a digital euro and America they're doing a digital dollar and everything else but Uh, It seems to me, at least, that Russia and China, their central banks have taken the first step, if you will, and have gone ahead and started to build the initial infrastructure. They're doing it everywhere. Like all of these central banks are are doing it. It's just that these two countries have done it first. And China, more so than uh, the Russians or anywhere here in the West yet, China has done the actual social credit system, as in your actions, your movements, your preferences, your associations, your family, your buying patterns, these things. All of this is is now encompassed in it's in a uh, it's in a scoring system. Uh, we've talked about social credit here. I think we started talking about social credit around three years ago when people were coming to us saying, "What are you guys talking about? What what is this? What is this social credit?" And we're talking about the digital future. We had all of this technology emerge. I mean, I remember not that long ago, maybe um, 12, 15 years ago. I mean, we were just starting to see the introduction of the smartphone, right? I was carrying around a BlackBerry at the time and, and people thought that, hey, you know, you've got some big advanced thing. And for the time it was, now it's ancient. But we had all of this technology, uh, and I'll, I'll let you. I'll turn it over to you here in just a second. We had all this technology emerge. It advanced at such a rapid pace that we didn't have wisdom to go along with what was going on. We we just we turned a blind eye to everything. We started looking at convenience rather than the more sinister side of things.
1: Absolutely, and you know, you you just hit the nail on the head, and that is what I meant when I said the singularity, which is you know, it's the end. Suppose, you know, quote unquote, the end of geometric progression. So, you, you know, in, in two years, we created X amount of technology. In the next two years, we will create twice that. And the next two years, we'll create four times that. So, every amount of time, the technology exponentially grows faster. China, they're not lying to their people. They're saying, we're controlling you, we're scoring you, and everything. Look at it. This is what's going on. If you take that, but you don't tell people, and you pretty much do the same thing kind of a, pervertly. that is the way of the West. You know, they the, the entertain them, make the population very malleable and give everybody a voice. You know, the tech is what creates, as you said, that iron curtain. So we will keep the important stuff and give them toys and a voice. Now, if you have a malleable population, everybody's super sensitive and they have an ability to talk to each other all day, wow, you know, now we have more depression, suicide, and it's they're literally encouraging things that are destructive towards society and hiding or becoming disruptive towards the things that are would encourage the society. Like, um, you know, the, the opportunity to have your voice out there is very, very important. It is incredibly important to have freedom of speech. And I agree with that. It, it's the stable of any society. However, there needs to be some sort of a reasonable way to separate complete disinformation from information. Same thing, like let, let's come up with some imaginary words. I think this is funny, I love this. Have you ever heard of a term like online arrest or um, uh, virtual arrest or distant arrest? I haven't heard of them either. But how convenient is it that, you know, b- back in Russia, in Soviet Union, you had to get a couple of guys dressed up in leather coats and send them to somebody's house and, you know, deal with the family, and grab them and this whole thing. It, Few years, this this guy sitting in the office, he hits few buttons, everything's locked. You, you know, oh well, this seems, you know, he doesn't even to get to your house now. Now you got a beep from your, uh, if you know, from your computer. citizen, report to police station numbers forty three. Your actions are now monitored. You know, and and that's it. It's we're heading so it's it's not even a dystopia. It's it's something more like virtual happiness with an incredibly diminished reality. You know, and, I, and, I and it's all, it's all headed.
0: You're so spot on with that. It, it, that, that is literally what it is. And I, I was, uh, I was actually putting up a rerun uh, yesterday of ideological subversion and everything, how they're twisting and changing reality. And, and it's all based on, they're going to use the tech to, to control it. It's, it's going to be this, uh, this technocracy, the way that, that you're describing that, that is exactly how social credit is, is you make one mistake, right? And and we're already seeing it. You make. One mistake on like Twitter or something, they're going back and digging out tweets of somebody that said something like eight years ago, and you're gone. Your your bank accounts are frozen. You're kicked off of everywhere. You uh, you can't uh, you can't get a loan. You can't uh, do business somewhere. You're ostracized. You're sued. They put you in jail. I mean, it's it, it's there. And you're absolutely right about the, how this is like free speech and getting your voice out there, such as what we're doing right now. This is a staple of a fundamental democratic society it is and this is exactly why musk just bought twitter but we don't have to discuss that or we can get into that in a little bit i don't want to take away from your uh, your point or your time here but no i think you're i think you're spot on i think you're spot on and that's that's what it's going to come to is that right there and they're trying desperately and when i say they again i'm talking about these these uh, so-called elitist types they're trying to get this digital prison in using the guise of, oh, of yeah. all these other political agendas. They're trying to get it in as quickly as possible. But the infrastructure isn't quite ready. You can see that it's not quite ready. They need to get it in before the population wakes up and there's critical mass and there's a revolt and an overthrow.
1: And, and, and y- y- you know, talk about I feel like we're roofing and just beating all these nails on the heads, you know, thank you. And it, it's it's unreal because I'm foreseeing Thinks that an experience like going through a park. I mean, we already have paid for outside attractions, parks, zip lining, blah blah blah. Soon enough, you will have to use, you know, half of your uh, daily paid. So you you get your fifteen minutes walk. You know, uh, you go through a little Disneyland and you go back to your apartment stack. Maybe you're lazy. Maybe that you can't leave the, the property. Now, you know, in Soviet Union, they had this awesome form. It's an actual piece of paper I've seen. It's hysterical. it, it's, it goes like this. It goes um work work records. And has three lines. First line, it says, date of the first warning of laziness. Second line says, date of the second warning of laziness. Third line says, date of execution.
0: Is that a joke or was that, was that (laughs) No, no, that is a
1: 100% real thing. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That's not a joke.
0: You know, out of all the the things I've read about the Soviet Union, I've never read that.
1: Oh, it's, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I've seen it. It's, it's, I, I don't see that being weird at all. And this, I mean, this is early Soviet. Union. You know, I'm talking right. not like you know, probably the '80s, not even the '70s. But but back back when people were disappearing left and right, like the, the story of my great grandfather, um, they just show up and see you later. And and all that he was in trouble for is he had years and years ago some sort of association with um, you know, the whites, the 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 the, the pro Um uh, My grandfather actually, uh, wait, now that I think about my other grandfather got deported to Australia. That was a common practice. And so <laughs> my, grandpa's, my grandpa was a sailor. His grandfather, his dad, got in trouble, got deported. And because of that, my grandpa got pulled out of the Navy, lost his career, and ended up basically depressed for the rest of his life just because his grandparent had some sort of association with someone. It's it's ridiculous. Um,
0: and that's it. That's, that's and, the guilt by it, association.
1: Get your, get your dad virtually, though. That's endless control because you're connected online with, Fifty different people that you spoke to last week. Imagine if they—it gets to a point where you—you know—you make that connection. on your question: Everybody's going to be guilty of something. It's just incredible that the virtualization of reality is not portrayed as voluntarily walking into a might prison. It is portrayed as I cannot wait to see you know play with my virtual toys. You, you know uh, they're, they're selling tiny little pieces of digital information for millions of dollars, money. Became play money. We are living in a game of monopoly. I, I, I've heard of, or maybe even talked to, plenty of teenagers that through NFTs made insane amount of money, basically doing nothing. And those are rare cases, you know. But the thing is, the point is that we are living in a monopoly game. The money, I mean, we can see historically that the value went down ninety six percent over the last hundred few more percent, and it's paper. They put us into a video game in our minds and gave us paper money to play with it's a parasitic relationship of a few versus the mass that's the the dehumanization of general population is basically nazism i foresee perhaps this is completely me you know just talking but per se there is that kind of society how are they going to raise their kids they're going to say listen these people aren't really people and that reminds me of nazis don't worry about the fact that they live in this video game we can't help everybody we gotta care about us planets dying, you know, this and that, whatever. So now we're literally creating deassociation with humanity. And most of us are no longer humans so in the ruling class.
0: That part right there, that is a foundation of cultural Marxism is dehumanizing your opposition. You pick a target, you freeze it, you isolate it, you demonize it, and then you destroy it. That's what they do. And, it, and it's all formed. I mean, you go back to—you you mentioned Nazism. What was the fundamental foundation of Nazism? It was Marxism. It was cultural Marxism. It, exactly, exactly, yeah. Exactly what they did. They took a group that was unpopular, and they targeted it. They froze it. They isolated it. They dehumanized it. And then— they exterminated it. That's what they did. But it wasn't just that. There were several other groups involved with that. I mean, when you start looking and going down that road, uh, historically, what happened with the Holocaust, man? It was just it it was it was unfathomable, the the amount of groups of people that they went after. But sticking with the dehumanization of things, you bring that agenda up to the modern era and you associate it now you mix in the digital things. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Let's look at the start of COVID, right? Your businesses, essential, non-essential, essential Right. There, there's the start of dehumanization right there when you're classifying openly, publicly, another group of people as non-essential. Your churches are non-essential. Your places of business are non-essential. Your line of work, you're non-essential. You, you, don't, wear, uh, you don't wear a mask, you're non-essential. You don't take a vaccine, you're non-essential. First, you call them heroes. Do you remember the healthcare workers? Oh, they were heroes. We love them, oh. clap for them, cheer for them. And then now you need to, because the agenda changed. Now you need to mandate a vaccine on them. And oh, they don't do it. Oh, now see, you're not part of that group anymore. Now you're non-essential. So you don't want to go along with the uh, the program here. You don't want to take the digital ID, i.e., the COVID passport, which is the introduction. Right. That's the start of it. Just to get you to take it. You don't want to take that. Then you're in the out group. You're the dehumanized group. And then you have to you, you have to suffer the consequences of that.
1: Yeah. And you, you said the word Holocaust. And, and that is just I'm so glad you, you mentioned that word. Now, now, let's make a little mental experiment. OK, could we right now kill six million people and be kind of open about it? No way. Right. We could not get away with it no matter what. Right it's pretty established that you cannot just do mass murder. You will be prosecuted. Well, what if you force them to kill themselves? What if you create a digital holocaust, which by freedom of binary choice, literally forces a population to disintegrate by one, talking to each other and pissing each other off all they want, because they all have disinformation, force them to argue. Two, fatten them up. America had a obesity epidemic a few years ago. I, I don't remember exactly how, oh, but those are the terms that I've heard. An epidemic of obesity. They're eating themselves to death. I heard stories of people living in their rooms, cutting out holes in their chairs so they don't have to get up to use them as a bathroom and then die of a heart attack because they have their food delivered. It's a true story. There was a son and a father. I just read a little while ago. They lived in a trailer. They were both obese. They both just ended up cutting holes in their chairs, their recliners, cutting the holes in the floor of the trailer, and they found a dead from a heart attack because they only consumed Pepsi and Delivery. Do you see that getting less? No. Over the years, it's getting worse. Children live on their tablets. They, they, they specifically advertise, you know, I'm not going to mention the name of the game, but we have used actual, you know, doctors, psychiatrists, you know, to, to make this fun and addictive and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a war for who's going to control, not the matrix, but multiple matrixes, which is all big part of one. They're fighting for who's going to control the matrix while living in the real world and forcing the rest of us to commit suicide in a virtual prison. I get depressed. You know, I, I don't consider myself mentally, you know, too weak or a person physically. Why do I get depressed? I had the, You remember Mike? Obviously, he was just on, on a podcast. We had a conversation a little while ago, you know, talking about being upset all the time, being depressed, being anxious. And, and I go, you know, Mike, you're not in the forest hunting. Your fear reflex, your what do you call it? Uh, you know, fight or flight goes nuts all the time because your mind is not used to the last Generation, you know, last hundred years of humanity, we're built to be in nature where every car, if you look at it, it's, it's two, you know, two lights and, and a grill. It looks like a face. Human bodies are specifically, cre- you know, we, we're built to recognize faces, see them. That's why, you know, if you're doing combat in the woods, you, you have your, you know, camel. So you don't recognize, you don't see, your mind doesn't jump with the face pattern. We're completely overwhelmed with century. It's century overload. It, people are pissed off all the time because they don't even understand that they're forcing themselves to live in a horribly, horribly unnatural environment for themselves. It's an attack from every level. If you take nature from an animal, that animal will go insane and die pretty quickly. But if you trick the animal to go into the cage themselves and make them not even realize that they're killing themselves you know all you have to do is overload them with the infinite scroll and they'll stay there you know i think it's that's sad. key it's, scary. It,
0: it's it's very sad and it's very scary i look at the agenda of of what they want to do with this digital uh, technocracy they want to bring in and they want to make it. And this is not a joke. I, I've read what they want to do. And they're like the Club of Rome documents and, and their UN documents and things. This is what they want to do. They want to make it to where you literally can't go to a park. And when I, I'm talking about like a park down the road, they don't want you to be able to go to a park except for maybe three or four times a year. They don't want you to be able to go on a holiday or a vacation except for one or two times in your life. And they don't want you to be able to. We can get into like altering diets and things if you want. We can go down that road. But I mean, this follows along with it. They don't want you to eat meat. Uh, They don't want you to go through the experiences of being in nature, in the natural habitats and environments of things, because they know that that's uplifting. They know that that's what that is. To go out and be in nature. I mean, man, I take I take a walk. There's a 13th century project uh, that they're doing here, and they have. It's fascinating to uh, to actually see it. I'll have to show you some photos sometime, but. Uh, They've got animals. And these are not for, uh, these are not like livestock and things. These are not for like eating or, or anything like that. These are for uh, like an actual historical representation. They've line bred them back to the 13th century. They've built actual villages in the same type of construction and things that they had from back then. They work the animals out in the fields, pulling the plows and, uh, and aerating the fields and, and things like that. They get the, uh, the cows to, to come through and, uh, and eat all the grass and the sheep to come through and eat all the grass. And they've got shepherd dogs and, uh, and they've got pigs and, uh, chickens and everything just going around. It's an entire ecosystem that they've that they've created, uh, and it's a preserved project. And it's amazing. I walk through this village every day. I walk through it every day. Rain, snow, shine, I, I don't care. I walk through it every day. I'm going to go as soon as we finish here, actually. And it is so uplifting to go through there and to just see it, right? Just to see the animals and to see that, that they're in their natural habitat. They're not suffering uh, and they're enjoying their life. They're, they're in a field. It's just a cow sitting in a field eating grass, but it's a happy cow, you know? And and we're meant to do the same thing. We're meant to to partake in that same type of environment. We're meant to see what actually happens in nature and we're meant to be fulfilled by it. And that's exactly what they want to take away.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Your, your, your limited 15-minute-a-day earned walk Around your building is gonna be the pinnacle of your life. A very simple analogy. Think of it this way, right? Your body goes to work, it gets tired, you come home and rest. Same exact thing for your mind. Your mind in this environment is non-stop, just information, information, sensory, sensory signals. Your mind also needs to go to rest and and sleep. Sleep is also almost exterminated. People don't even sleep well. Nobody even knows how many hours you really should sleep, how you should sleep. Sleep is great, but your mind needs meditation. And if you skip that, you go into psychosis. Just if you skip, I should say this way, if you keep your mind in a state of sensory overload, regardless whether you sleep full eight hours or not, eventually you will start getting some sort of psychosis. That's why people, you know, they break down. They're like, screw this, I'm going for a walk. You know, I'm going into woods. It is... You know, kids are committing suicide. A lot of the statistics are unavailable. Or hit. The psychosis that actually is caused by this digital integration going into this—you know—spending your whole day in a tablet, in front of a tablet—it it, it promotes incredible depression. And the big point is, I'm not against technology. I love technology. I love you know all the cool, convenient little gadgets. However, to me, they're useless unless there's a balance in life. You know, there's nothing wrong with using a GPS while you're hiking, but it's wrong to be hiking through the virtual universe when you never left your home. Balance is the most important. The biggest point that I'd like to promote overall, and and, you know, the common sense point is that life is not black and white. It is the decisions we make are binary. However, most of the life is between yes and no. You have to find the balance when it comes to everything. And that's what people realize. There's no Yes or no, there's no, you know, this political party or that. We need to come up with something that makes sense without personal opinions hindering. What is good for people? It's a you, tough. You,
0: it's, it, it is. It is. And you know, you, you embarked on something there, and, and and I want. I don't want to skip over it because it's just so important. Where we are, the next generation. It's a
1: tough subject. It,
0: it, it is because the, the next generation that's that's behind us. I mean, we're we're of the age range. Uh, I mean, and we're we're pretty close to an age, but we're we're in the age range where we understand. At least we're we're eyes up to this situation. We're thinking on our feet, and we can see this. We can make the distinction. I mean, I have one put in the Analog world, and I have one foot in the digital world. We're using the digital world now to do what we do here, uh, and it's essential for what we do. I use GPSs. I use uh, uh, I use a, a you know specific smartphones. Th- this kind of stuff. But the next generation is coming up. You're right. They are hooked on social media. You know, I, I'm not a social media. I'm not on it. I'm not on it at all. But uh, th- this generation that's coming up, they're addicted to this stuff. They're on this. I mean, ten plus hours a day in a lot of cases, and With the dawn now of the metaverse with Facebook, they're now trying to, hark back to your earlier point, they're trying to make the reality of what we're living in so horrible that you are forced to go into a reality that they create that will become your new reality, which is the metaverse. And it's all fake. It's it's all fake. There's nothing about it that's real. There's no creativity. Everything in there is just it's gray. It's stagnant, and there there's no opportunity. There's no there's no advancement. There's no there's no sense of fulfillment. There's no sense of purpose. You're just some avatar in there that just. I almost liken it to the world to the uh, to the movie Surrogates with uh, Bruce Willis. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but people are degrading at home in their person. They're sad. They're upset. They're uh, they're anxious all the time. They're stressed out, and and they're just they're dying inside because they don't have a sense of fulfillment. They don't have a sense of purpose, and they think by going into this this fake reality that's been created for them that that's going to fulfill them. And it's it's just it's a big lie.
1: Two two quick concepts: the concept, you know, the the devil in the religion, and the concept before. So the devil is a trickster. That's one point. The second point: war. First rule of war is deception, deceive, surround take out part by part. They have surrounded us from every direction, not physically, but with enemies of convenience and BS attention grabbing entertainment. You know, it's not an issue of one, two, 80, 180 degrees. It's an issue of 360 degrees outside. Boom, boom, boom. Advertisements. When you go outside, sensory overload. Inside, social media. bob 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 You know, you people feel trapped. There's a term that I used to love it. All men go through quiet suffering. You know, something like that. All men su- uh, quietly suffer. And I really understood that point when I was younger. I get it. We all do. However, what they did and the flip and the devil in it all is, you know, look this way is the escape from the quiet suffering with all this. But in reality, this way is towards the gas chamber. You'll be happy for long enough to kill yourself. That's the trick. Literally make the bad decision. So cool that that's where they're going to go. It's it's, it's forcing population to commit suicide. And it is so too late. I believe that we are the last generation. We have seen the tech revolution. Whoever lived through, you know, the 90s and the 2000s, you know, I, I dived into computers. I was so fascinated with all that stuff. We have the perception of the world prior to this. Those who no longer do, screwed unless we do something. We are the last generation of sanity. We're the remnant. I think this is we're, it. We're the remnant. So I get number 1. Basically, I mean, I don't I don't know how they're going to you know, you know, the fact that I'm comfortable surviving in the woods, I love it. I tried to go in the woods, sp- spend some time. I can't. I can't go anywhere where I don't pay or, or I literally couldn't find a place that I could just go and set up a tent. tent it. It's it's I'm, I'm surrounded by by woods and I can't go anywhere. Just 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 be, just just do enjoy quietness i just want five minutes of not being on anybody's property not surrounded by anybody just be quiet well you know what you know that's a mental disease right in in, in the book you know that the, uh just associative, uh social i'm sure there's a disorder that i have because i'd like to be in the woods by myself once in a while that's not good i should really just go home and you know play a game <laughs>
0: Yeah. Go, go to the metaverse. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. That's, I, I don't yeah, think
0: I don't think that that is a uh, I don't think that's a mental disorder at all. I think you're just geez. doing what you're supposed to do as a human being. I mean, that's that's what you want to do. We have a desire to want to be in nature and, and to experience these things of to just disconnect. You know, the um, the founder of uh, of Telegram, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, he actually shares the same first name as you. his name is Pavel, uh, Pavel Durov. And he's a he's a yeah, yeah yeah look into him he he lives in uh, I believe it's in Dubai now uh, is where he lives that's where he operates uh, the system from but he's also the guy that he was one of the co-founders of VK which is the uh, Russian version of uh, of Facebook I'm
1: a little I'm a little bit popular in that. Yeah, okay. I, I like VK. I know what you're saying. Okay, okay yeah. Well, he's not
0: associated with them anymore. Uh, he left and he's now an expat living in Dubai. He, has, he uh, founded and runs Telegram. But, you know, I, I pay very close attention to the statements that he makes and... He's a big proponent of exactly the things that you're talking about. Is we have to understand more about our surroundings in order to understand more about ourselves. More or less, you you have to be out in nature. You have to be experiencing these things. Um, and, and each experience you have in nature and uh, in, in, in the outdoors, it furthers your experience and allows you to understand more of yourself. You gain self knowledge because of that, and you become you become more aware about yourself and what your potential is. Uh, and, I, and I think that's so important. And that's something that is that has been so lost over the last two decades. Of learning what it's like to discover yourself and, and to discover your your own sense of self fulfillment, your own sense of purpose and and self development. And people don't do that, you know. I I was and I I guess I can kind of talk a little bit about my own experience here for a minute. Uh, and I, I kind of hate to do that because I I, don't, I really don't like to do that. But I was in a situation a few years ago where I was forced into a position where. I had to become more independent and I had to develop myself more. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And I didn't have a choice. Now, you can argue whether or not that that's what made me do it or if I would have inevitably done it anyway. I can't answer that. But what I can answer is where I am now. What we're sitting here doing right now is a direct result of that. So I had to learn these things. I had to develop myself. I had to embark on these journeys and I had to do it by myself. I had to learn what it was like to understand my limits and and understand my potentials and and what things were possible. But I was still within the system that you're talking about. I was still within that 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 controlled system. And oddly enough, it wasn't until, but I mean, I could see what was going on. I could see the world as it was. And I saw the world as it was before, but I see it so much more clearly now. And when COVID happened, when the world changed, when we got that 14 days to flatten the curve and society shut down, all of these places that i was then involved with all of these institutions that i would that i would attend were suddenly not available they were gone it was like overnight they just disappeared just at the drop of a hat they were just gone and so as a result of that that Is what caused me to develop myself even further. You know, I I didn't have the luxuries of of convenience of going out to these places, and so I was able to to basically double down on myself and realize what even more potential I had and and what else I could do. I had to learn then to train myself. You know, physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, all of these things. I had to learn this. I was able because of that to get back outside, and and it was almost like you know, and and I grew up as a kid as a as a Boy Scout. You know, I mean, I. was at camp every summer and I was having a great time and i lost that you know I'd lost that and now it's like I'm back outside again and it's like I don't want That to go away. I I want more of that. I I want to get back to that. And you know what? Now I've we're out hiking all the time, and it's we're seeing the countryside of 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 Central Europe, man. And it's just it's incredible. It's incredible. Now it's like I come back and I I sit back down at my desk, and and I get an opportunity to talk to people like you, among many others, and we can connect on these issues, and we can see things as they are, and, and we have these other experiences outside of it, man. And it's just it's so fulfilling. And to to recognize that there is still that world that's available and you can take it, but you have to take it yourself. You can't have it given to you. Everybody wants things done for them. Everybody wants to have opportunities just presented to them. That's not how it is. You have to do this yourself. You don't have to have Google. You don't have to have Facebook. You don't have to have Twitter. You don't have to have Disney or Netflix or or any of this this garbage. Go out and do it yourself. Build your own way. That's the way out of this, my friend. That right there.
1: I'm so glad he said it. And it seems like a lot of us recently went through this change. And this is what I think. Because, you know, in the past five years, I, I kind of... It's a make it or break it world psychologically for for men for all people. But specifically, I'm a man, so I, I will t- I have no, you know I love women obviously, but I can talk about a men men experience because I am a man. And to me, it's a make it or break it world psychologically. At some point of time, a man either senses danger and decides, okay, well whatever it is, I'm uncomfortable. I'm gonna dig through this till I figure out what's going on. Nothing's happening, but I feel attacked. And I feel like there was a point about, you know, a few years ago, let's say, where a certain, you know, men like us, we noticed that this is BS. I mean, we knew it was BS for a while, but now it's like, what? I feel like we forced ourselves for whatever life situation, we're all different. But we forced ourselves to naturally, through instinct, to go back to the hands, to go back to your body, to go back to this experience. You need to be in touch with your own body. You need to make that binary decision not to take the flashy, comfortable thing and just go through a little bit of perceived suffering because really quickly that suffering will turn into fun. It's the basic concept of positive versus negative cycles in life. You need to invest a tiny bit of effort into running before you go through. You go so horribly tough, horrible experience. Now you can't stop running. It's the initial investment of a tiny bit of effort for a larger reward is what people don't understand. Things that you do not like to do, you will start liking doing in most cases if you just put a little bit of effort into it. Everything in life needs investment. Instant gratification is a, an addiction, literally. That's how all the video games and all the social media is connected to drugs. Same principle. It is a principle of absolute, total instant gratification. I, when I was younger, I was thinking, when are they going to come up with virtual drugs? You know, oh, you listen to this, you watch this and and something. Well, what happened is that never came out. However, they created this mass hypnosis of a virtual addiction. And they admit to that fact. They don't like 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 in China, they say, hey, we're about to control you. Everything counts. You're on camera 24-7. Well, I get it. Life sucks. Here, you don't even know that you're being watched. You don't even know. The Iron Curtain of Digital Deceit is the biggest enemy of actual reality. And it is the biggest enemy of the generation that is nearly behind that curtain already. Think of it as something that's transparent. And as you walk past it, you have a choice to walk back or walk towards all the flashy stuff. And the closer you get to the flashy things, the more solid the wall behind you comes. That's why it was incredibly difficult for me and for other people, and maybe this is kind of your experience too, to dehypnotize ourselves, to break out of this mass blanket. I literally felt like my vision got more clear. It's it's weird. It's, it's I felt like this mental fog lifted. It's, it's ridiculous. I started noticing that my decisions, my small day-to-day decisions were largely influenced by the fact that This absolutely irrelevant social media BS is affecting my time. You know, I'm spazzing out on, let's say, on my relatives. Things that harm you need to be recognized as such. And people need to break the instinct of instant gratification. That is the iron curtain, and it sucks.
0: I, I like your uh, your iron curtain of digital deceit. That, that's what it is. It's offering you like this this utopia to go to, and it's it's literal just it, it's it's digital hell is what it is. And uh, you know I, it is. It's I, horrible. It, it is. And and people, you're you're absolutely right. You know we're we're chasing we're chasing dopamine here in the West. That's what we're doing. We're we're chasing dopamine. We're chasing uh, the, these digital drugs, smartphones tablets everything you're talking about the, the entertainment like that's a digital drug everyone is addicted to their dose of the digital drug and you know what that is that's the like that's the that's the uh, the upvotes the thumbs up whatever it is and whatever social media network you use you post something and somebody's constantly checking it oh how many likes do i have does somebody comment what what do they think of me who cares who really cares why do you care i don't care what someone else thinks i want that person who is hitting a like button or or commenting on something i want them to think for themselves i don't want them to they're malleable. They, they are malleable I, I i get it but they don't think they don't think they're they're stuck they're like they're they're just they're not treading water they're just like swimming in place and it's like they're they're just they're just floating there. It's like they, they have no substance there. There's nothing behind it. And and it's so frustrating. You're, you're absolutely right. When you when you say you, you talk to other people and it's like you want to spaz out on them because they don't see it. It's like it, it's just once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's so clear. Like you were talking about the mental fog that just lifts. It, it becomes it becomes so clear. And it's like, hey, um, are you not seeing mm-hmm. this? I mean, I can explain it to you. I'm I'm happy to explain it to you. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it because, yeah, they throw it. They throw a fit because it disrupts their happy little bubble that they're in, their happy little circle. They, They don't want any outside interference to that whatsoever. They don't want to be told that they have been living something that is that is not their existence. They didn't choose that path. They've been forced into it through marketing through advertisement, through peer pressure, uh, social engineering, these things. And and people don't like to admit at the end of the day, no matter what it's about, whether it's about that or, or something that's even non-digital, people don't like to admit that they were conned about something and they don't like to admit that they were wrong about something. And it all starts with the self-realization is where you, you can break out of that. That right there is what it is.
1: I just wanted to add this, a really big point. If you take a person and you want to convince them how to be happy? How do you convince very simply person that they are happy, whether they're happy or not? You change the definition of happiness. You dictate what happiness and reward is. Create a fake reward system when you are um, invested into it. I play a game. I spend fifty hours on it. I, I spend hundred dollars on it. I have to feel going back to it. I've done this to myself. I actually did this recently. I just want to see how all this works. I I I am constantly pushed back to this game because I know I spend money on it. And for first, you know, first few days, sometimes I got to relax. Sometimes I got to turn my mind off and play a video game to relax. But I saw that even me, I'm trying to be super conscious about all this stuff. And I did notice it warmed its way into my head right away. And I started yelling at myself in my head. What are you doing? You should be doing push-ups. This is useless. What are you doing? And it's, I felt the inner struggle. Like I was pull towards this state and it's incredible it's similar to cigarettes or drugs and here i am you know making experiments on myself it's it's insane they're messing like noam chomsky talks about cognitive you know ling- linguistics they're changing definition of words sexual orientation gender if you want to get to the people get to their language and their reality. I don't know what else to say. It's horrible. They're changing definitions.
0: Well, that's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing, is they're changing everything in real time. And again, we, we played yesterday. Uh, it was a replay of, of... It was fascinating. It's it's just... I, I think it's just sheer coincidence that you just happened to be on today. And I just posted this this afternoon, but we played yesterday the steps of ideological subversion from a former KGB defector, Yuri Bezmanov, when he defected to the West. And it is bone-chilling to hear these things. To to hear these. It's it's just, it is unbelievable. When he talked, and he gave that interview in the 80s, in the early 80s. And when he talked about exactly what you're talking about, how they're literally manipulating and changing reality and the definition of things in real time, right in front of you, he says, there's no espionage here. There's no secret operation going on here. He says, this is out in the open. Anybody that decides that they're, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, he says, anybody in Western media or whatever, he says, any citizen that wants to sit up and take the banana plugs out of their ears and see what's going on, can see it but you have to want to see it
1: and you got to spin it in the right direction too that is exactly how you know they 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 go in they they find their little target and they can they just act like they're opening their eyes and that's exactly what happened with this volk thing and you know we're opening your eyes we're opening your eyes you're seeing more you're seeing more and that also like that's what we're trying to do however you can spin even that into the absolute total insanity as well every what's going on like i said the tactics of KGB turned virtual. You can no longer execute people, show up and just grab them. Although they, it happens, just not in that way. However, you take all that, you make it virtual, you make it digital, you make it very, very beautiful and, and entertainment, and, and that's, that's all it takes. It's It is an unbelievable mass hypnosis. You know they did that, the Soviet Union. Nobody really talks about it. They had this thing. It was incredibly popular. They would fill giant stadiums, hundreds of thousands of people. And there was this man, super famous. He was a mass hypnotist, right? And the entire, basically, population of Soviet Union worshipped this guy. I mean, everybody turned in for one hour to watch his giant sessions, right? And it worked. People would get hypnotized. Well, it turned out half the people in those stadiums were actors. The other half didn't know. They were the ones that acted acting all hypnotized. And through that, the entire country felt it and acted hypnotized as well. A theater show that just, if if an important person says this is real, you will take it real. The definition of reality has changed. Same thing going on over here. You take a not talking heads, sounding smart, saying something ridiculous. You have a malleable population that is highly cognitively diminished and just doesn't know enough facts. People will follow. I was doing the same thing. A lot of us were, but that is that point when you smell danger and you trust your instincts. And if you're strong enough, which even for me, and not that I'm special, it was a a struggle. You can unplug yourself. And if you listen to men that, that seem to be like they're not really for any of it, they're just for us. Usually those are the men that would tell you the truth. I'm not really for any government. The only thing that I'm a part of is humanity that wants to not be lied to. That's all.
0: You, you just want you just want freedom and, and private property and just be left the hell alone i then that's that's all we're about we, we just want common sense and and reasoning brought back into the world my friend that's all we want but it's amazing how people uh, and as you said i mean for the longest time i mean i, I was i was following these morons back i mean the whole 9 11 thing that was a shocking event you know that was a shocking event but at the time here i am a naive 18 year old kid right and and i was uh, raised with you know the family says do this and you know this is how we got to be and blah, 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 you know, come from a, a military family and everything. And it's like, they all, ha- you know, the mindset, you, you know, the mindset that I'm talking about, that's what it was. That That's how you had to follow. And then, as time went on, I'm like, hang on a minute, there's something wrong here. You know, you, you look at how these things are being used, and, and how these opportunistic people come in, and, and they they start to take this stuff over, and how the population was so malleable, as you are talking about, is through the fact that they have been dumbed down, that they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you quoted, I, and I want to clear this up, because I think I misquoted you the last time, you quoted a statistic, and, and I want to make sure that we get it right, because we're, we're all about getting things right here. Uh, if we make a mistake, myself included, and I've made plenty of them, if we make a mistake, we want to make sure that we get it corrected. So, you quoted a statistic last time, and I want to, I want you to 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 re-quote that uh if you would please. You said that since uh I want to I want to say it was the 50s that we've been taken down intellectually or educationally a notch every year since then. What were the exact numbers that you were quoting? I want to make sure I get that right.
1: Okay, so I want to make sure I get this right too. I read this from a uh, book of recent, you know, facts. Uh whether people so I know this was actually, you know, real information. What I, I read this just about a year ago. Probably the book was few years old. So I'm probably thinking the period from um more like from seventy to twenty twenty. Let's say that's what we're looking at. I think that's pretty much maybe the maybe the sixties to twenty ten. But the correlation is this. It seems like the presidential speeches, which are, you know, they're written very, very uh you know, with a lot of attention to there's a lot of people that, you know, look at that before it hits the president, everything is really vetted. And those speeches, it seems is what, what was told is they go down about one grade of education every 10 years. So in the last 50 years, 50 years ago, or maybe this is 50 years ago from 10 years ago, but in this area, every 10 years, so 50 years ago, the speeches were orientated towards 12th grade high school graduate using the words, the terms, you know, the, just the general speech. So the people with high school education will understand and respond well. Within 10 years, it was towards more like 11th grade. And it got to a point where 50 years later, it went from 12th to 7th grade education. That's the fact, the recent one that I read is now they're orientated, written for average 7th grade basic understanding of what's going on, which means nothing. Use words that are so general and so positive that, that that's all it takes. That I mean, how hard is it to convince seventh grader of something? And I'm not saying that everybody is a seventh grader, but I mean the amount of knowledge that is pumped into the population is at that level. It's not your fault. That's how they teach you to be. It's not the people. It's 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 this blindness that they're forcing on people. And we were all part of it. It's and it's like you said, it's up to every individual to realize that it's not about just waking up and oh, these guys are right. Those guys are right. It's about waking up to your own individuality and deciding if things are making common, safe sense. Chances are, if your instincts are telling you that this is not good and everybody around you is suffering too, there's something wrong. That's all. It is not a natural state of a man to be depressive, unhappy. All men quietly suffer. We all do. We, you know, being mortal, whether there's life after death by itself. You know, makes us quietly suffer our own life, wondering, the whole life, wondering what's at the end. However, this depression and dark, dark veil of just work, beer, TV, yell at the kids, yell at the wife, wake up, work, beer. So many people are stuck in that cycle and they don't realize that it's unnatural and it shouldn't be this way. And it really shouldn't. It is designed specifically for you to suffer specifically designed and implemented for you to be this way. It's not your fault. All the mental illnesses, I mean, there are sick people, everything is gray in the world. But in general, the mental state of Western populations and the population all over the world are in such poor condition, not because of the environment itself, but because of the government influence on the psychological state of a general human being. Outside of whatever the ruling elite is.
0: It's the social engineering aspects of what they're promoting with these agendas, with everything they're doing with like these corporations and everything they're doing with uh, the media companies, the entertainment companies. They're all fostering the same agenda to make you unhappy and feel alone and isolated and full of despair. You're absolutely right. To not gloss over your uh, uh, your last point, you said that you think that people that think for themselves, right, that that that's that's the key is, is to think for yourself. Well, you know what? We're not people as in like us sitting here having this conversation and and the things that we talk about here on, on things like what we've created here, this platform we've created, we're not here to tell people what to think. We're here to tell people how to think for themselves. And this is in my experience. The people that are telling you how to think are the ones that are lying to you. The ones that are telling you to think for yourself, those are the ones, and I'm not I'm not yanking our own chain here, but we're not the ones that are lying to you. We're, we're telling you the truth as best we know how. That's all we're trying to do. We, we just want to get back to ourselves, get back to, to what our, our true purpose is. Do you know what I really want to do? Honestly, I want this damn cold weather to go away so I can plant my garden, that's what I want to happen. I want to be outside. I want my hands in the dirt. I want warm weather. I want sunshine. I want birds chirping and I want to grow my own food. That's what I want to do. That's that's my that's my next step now. I want this I want this cold weather gone.
1: Yeah, and man, it is just amazing the difference you feel when you realize that your body is also a tool of happiness. You don't have to be anywhere. You can be, and unfortunately, through different life experience, I learned how to be happy in very severely, you know, on entertaining environments by myself. And what I learned is if you're feeling down depressed, and even if you just get down into doing push-ups, next thing you know, you're happy for you know, let's say the 10 minutes after you did it, but you feel the natural happiness through the chemicals in your body. And you're like, well, I don't feel like there's anything wrong right now at all. I still remember that you know I'm, I'm I'm in a bad situation. I still remember it all. However, all of this feels great right now. So that what's in here follows this natural feelingness of okay. If you are in touch with your body, if you realize that this is way more real, that's what's out there. Like even our eyes, they say that we hallucinate seventy percent of what we see. You know, we we'll only get some visual cues from our eyes, and the rest of it is our mind kind of feels it. Like the real Power is all of this. You are the power. Become the individual. Those that can only be themselves are free. The only way for a person to feel free in any society is to get a solid core of what you are. Those that can only be themselves. I can't be anybody else. I can like their idea. I can incorporate something into me or I can throw something out of myself because I see their way is better. However, I know how to only be myself and I'm okay with it. And that's, that's the true power. I don't want influence over anybody else. Unless it's positive. Unless I can help somebody, sure. Other than that, I'm happy that I love my body. It's not perfect. It's half broken. But I just like being alive and that's it I don't need more like you said my hands in the dirt make me happy because thank god I'm not hitting the keys on my keyboard
0: well I'm kind of doing that right at the moment but that's because we're sitting here where we are but uh, and I have Uh, other things I have to do but yeah I I want I I want to be outside man I I want to be out growing my own food I'm looking forward to getting my garden in this year and uh, you know of course I can't do it right now because it's just it's cold and you know frost comes along it's going to kill my Mm -hmm. it's going to kill my tomato seedlings I, I won't be able to you know, to get a good crop out of it, but you know, it, I I think that, and we're we're getting close to time here, but I think today, man, it's it's been. Like, this has been an absolutely uplifting, unscripted, which, I mean, that's what we do here anyway. But it's been uh, no topic that we had lined up. We literally just sat down. We talked, I think, what, 60 seconds before we decided to uh, to start. And that's how it yeah. ended up. And and it's been it's been such an amazing conversation, such a positive conversation. And I love having these things. Uh, and we're going to have to have them more often. So uh, your, your closing thoughts, Pavel.
1: So I want to finish this on a lighter light note. Okay. So... Here's two different issues. One, my mom gets really mad because her rabbits eat all her new plants. Oh, she gets mad all the time. You know, oh my the new stuff I planted. Okay, real life problem. I think it's funny, it's cute. I'm a little sad for my mom. Here's the virtual problem. I saw a video of this lady that she just decided to live in the metaverse. Even driving. So she's driving on the real road with the thing on. Her son is holding the wheel and she's supposed to be in charge of brakes and gas. She crushes. I just watched that video. She's another kid because she crashed. And she goes, well, you're the one that's pressing the brake. That's an arrest. That's the oh issue. Oh, my God. Get it? And I, but I'm going to go worry on some rabbits now. that's not worry about driving my car blind.
0: I thought you wanted to end on a happier note. I mean, that's that's, that's terrible. That That is a happy, th- is a happy oh, note. Oh, yeah, my guess. On, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: I, I hope nobody was hurt.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not, no one got hurt. It was just a bender. But I mean, you if you don't laugh at that and you, and you start going, whoa, you know, she was connected better. She, gosh, that's when the issue, I'm laughing. At it. I'm done. Thank you so much. God bless you. This was an amazing conversation. Amazing opportunity. I will be back whenever you want me. Thank you and to everybody. Please be safe.
0: Thank you very much, Pavel. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's been a great conversation uh, and we'll have you back soon. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Uh, you can put attention, Pavel, on it and we'll make sure that he gets it. If you have some feedback for him, I'm sure he would love to hear from you, wouldn't you, Pavel? You'd love to hear from some listeners, yes?
1: Oh, I would love to hear from everybody and I'd love to talk to anyone. Absolutely, I'd be I'd be more than happy to hear anything and talk to anyone. I'm so excited for this. Done. <laughs>
0: Very good. Okay, um, Pavel, I want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank all of the listeners. Everyone, have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.